passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Your bumper. Clear. Clear by two. Pretty really shallow entry. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Major, spotted of the Six Cup car. I also had the 8 Xfinity car this weekend, and uh, I didn't, didn't, I did Arca race. My Arca race with the 73. Freddie. Who, dri- who drives a 73? And he'll whoop your ass. Who, who is he? Andy Jane. Cowboy. I don't know if Andy's whooping anybody's ass. He's ah, all like of 100 pounds soaking. Andy, away. who? That's probably true. He wears a bandana, though. <laughs> What's his name? Jane so Kowiak. that makes him Jane tough? Kowiak. Yeah. He's like a modified guy from Western New York. Freddie, probably. Oh. I've known his dad. His dad yeah, was his a dad was a modified yeah, guy. Yeah, his dad's a mo- modified guy from back in the day. Brett Griffin, I had the best of both worlds. I was at the racetrack on Sunday in Michigan, and then I was home to watch from my couch on Monday. So, <laughs> Freddie, welcome back, buddy. Thank you, thank you. Freddie Kraft, spotter Bubba Wallace, Chandler Smith this weekend. Obviously, before we move on, I just want to say thanks to everybody in this room especially and uh, all the f- amazing listeners we have out there that have uh, shown my family some support over the last couple weeks. Obviously, lost my dad a uh, couple uh, last week, last Saturday. Um, so that sucked, but I uh, was glad to be back at the track this week, kind of get a chance to kind of clear my head and, and go back to work and get something else to focus on. Uh, listen, I know, and a lot of people have reached out to both me and Brett about what, what you can do to donate money and and this and that. I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate that. Um, it's just not necessary, obviously. Uh, we put the T-shirts out. Tons of you supported that, so I appreciate that, and uh, we're going to move forward from there. But um, what's up, Casey? She also was out last week. I don't know if oh, you know that. I didn't know that. I was. I didn't actually. <clears throat> but thank you, Freddie. We, we thought she was pregnant. We're not going to lie. <laughs> she might be. Anyways, oh, uh, welcome so back, Freddie. There's no, there's not a chance. You said that last time. <laughs> Give me a mimosa <laughs> right know. now, and I'll tell you. Freddie, we missed you. And Twenty, I was old enough to drive. Thank you for coming <laughs> back. And this episode is presented by our new sponsor, Birch Gold Group. Get a free info kit on protecting your IRA or 401k with gold by texting DBC to 989-898. That's 989-898. Don't forget... And uh, yes, Brett. I like I like gold. I am immediately going to text right now. Nine eight nine eight nine eight. That's a very easy number to remember too. Yeah, it yes. is. 
It's Please support our sponsor by yes. texting 989898. I've never done the this, by the way. phone lines are busy Let's do it right, right now. now I'm going to do it right now. Let's, let's all do it together. Are, okay, doing okay. it right now. No, I'm serious. Oh, well, that's so, the so video. You just go, go to your phone. Okay, do text. two. Yep, 989898. 989898. Hey there, thanks for being a fan. Birch Gold has shared this link with you to get free kit on gold. Hell yeah. We're getting gold, player. Heck yeah. I'm down for this. Even the logo is on the link. You can't, can't miss it. If you love our show, I'm asking y'all a very sincere <clears throat> ask. Please do this. 9898998. I can't talk. Text DBC and get your free info kit on gold. As, as we all just did. Yes, so, absolutely. Anyway, thank you guys for jumping on board and being a big partner. We appreciate you. Agreed. Well, it took over 20 hours, but Chris Busher gets a win at Michigan. Back-to-back wins for RFK. How was the weekend? I think you just count the hours to his last win. I mean, that would probably be – I know. <laughs> I mean, that's huge. Huge for uh, Chris. Um, company, everything. Chris uh, is your daddy right now. Chris is on Chris fire. is Brad's daddy. That's uh, what? Hey, however you want to say it. Or as do long you, as the company is TJ's daddy? When's the last time Brad won yeah. back-to-back races? Uh, I mean, he's he's making Brad his. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know about that. I'm not not sure. That's yeah, how I, I phrase mean, it. But I wouldn't mention that if I was Chris in the contract negotiation. Yeah. I think he should in the debrief. Today. I think uh, I think the trophy cases are probably a little lopsided still. But um. <laughs> and I would also say that Brad maybe has his hands full with a few other things on top of driving. Well, so. the good thing about it is both those races that Chris won are. Pretty, I love messing with TJ. Well, no, they're both <laughs> like both cars were fast both weekends too. So they were. Um, we had to. We could have been in the same position Chris was in, but we went. Oh, for here this, we go. Well, we, we had a we had a point race, so Chris has a win. You got to win, like Martin and them. They could. They set themselves up for the last stage. Uh, we, I, yeah, I hated the way we had to race yesterday. Yeah, well, you did the we same thing as me. Had to race the way we did. You know, we th- we see this race turns into a race similar to what we see with plate races now, where it's a, all about how much fuel you have to put in your car on a pit stop. Yep, and. We had to stay out and run long in each of these stages, and we did what we needed to do. We finished second in the first stage and fourth in the second stage. But because of that, our our pit stop at the end of the second stage was probably three <laughs> yeah. or four seconds longer than everybody else's. So now we went from running fourth, we come off pit road 24th. Because then on top of us having a long pit stop, guys are able to flip the stage and pit with you know 10 to go before the stage ends. And it sucks to have to race that way, but it's a necessary evil. And we we ended up we finished 18th, but we had the seventh highest point total on the day of, of all the guys in the field. So it's it's unfortunate, but that's that's just how the way you have to race these races right now, especially if you're these guys around the cut line. So Freddie is 15th in points with Bubba Wallace. Ty Gibbs 16th in points. Michael McDowell 17th in points. Daniel Suarez 18th in points. AJ Allmendinger 19th in points. It's really 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 tight from from 15th to to 19th, right? Um, with that said, Freddie, I don't think you're safe. I don't think you're safe from I think you're in a really good position from a points perspective, but in three races, three of which are really wild cards, two road courses and a freaking plate race. Um, you know, you have look a couple. Those three names. Tell me they're not good at road courses. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I think you you know looking at you, you're in an okay spot points wise. But we could easily see two winners that aren't locked in. Yeah, and, in these next three races, and, we could see three. But I think reasonably we could see two. And we gave up. You know, we got, we had an opportunity yesterday 
and to, to put a stranglehold on that spot by if we could we our car wasn't very good at the end I don't know if something happened Bubba just said it didn't it wasn't nowhere near the same as it was we obviously had tremendous speed all day the last stage for whatever reason the car got super free if there was an issue it is whatever it is but you know some of the guys we raced drove back drove back up into the top five and top ten and if we could have done that we would have gained another 10 15 points on that cut line have been 65 out the the biggest thing for me is we we gapped 15th a lot from sorry 15th to 16th a lot yeah because as you as you said like the with 16th place is not safe especially with daytona looming because literally anybody can win there you know you've got wild card races coming up with the road courses but literally anybody can win at daytona and you don't you won't know it until the the final straightaway coming to the checker you know so if, if, if brad keselowski finishes this race this weekend with a decent points day He's now locked in, and, and so long as a new winner doesn't come, right? I mean, I think he's in a really good spot. I don't think you can catch Brad Keselowski. No, it'd to be put tough yourself. for us, you know. And, and but on the same side, we like Bubba has done a really good job the last two weeks of. We were, I think, four weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, we were plus three to yeah. the cut line. Now we're plus fifty eight. Um, so we've built that gap, and you know, I don't think there's any secret that Bubba's no, you know, he's not the best on road courses but now what we've done is put ourselves in a position where we just have to go out and have a solid day we can't have a miscue at our crash and hand these guys points we've got to make these guys chase us because if we can go out and run just say 15th or 20th which Bubba's more than capable of doing that's going to force these guys to have to go out to you know earn 90 to 100 points in the next couple of weeks that's 45 points a race that's basically top five both stages top five in the race i think as strong as your day was yesterday you got 48 points you know what i mean so to get 50 points is is a tall ask so if we can just go out there and execute and make them guys catch us i think we're in a good spot and we just have to hope that there's no new winners in that point and if there is i mean we could easily go out and win daytona obviously bubba's very strong on road course i mean <laughs> he's not very strong on road courses <laughs> you been uh, drinking he is very strong on the plate races so we'll see what that plays out but right now we kind of put ourselves back in a little bit of control of our own destiny of just go have a couple solid races these road courses and just hope that we don't see a bunch of new winners in the next three weeks. Yeah, and, and, and people need to keep in mind something here, too. You know, Bubba Wallace and Ty Gibbs are probably in the playoffs right now because Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott miss races. If, if those guys run a full schedule, uh, a solid chance that they're going to be ahead of, ahead of Bubba and Ty. So it's just like the race this weekend. You know, there were guys that were, you know, had top ten finishes that probably wouldn't have, have had – Kyle Busch, William Byron, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, those are really fast cars that fell out of the race. So, um, you know, one man's mistake is you can capitalize on it and you guys are doing that. But shout out to TJ. Uh, I mean, having both cars in the playoff, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, yeah. That's self-sponsorship. That's, well, that's self-sponsorship. That and, you know, there, there's I can look at the, the races and there's two or three other races that we could have probably been a, you know, one or – had a shot of winning pretty yeah. you know we're in the ballpark for it so i want to ask you guys something because i thought about this while i was sitting on a tarmac for two hours in charlotte on i Sunday know the night feeling after i landed so rain delays you know five seven years ago we'd leave the racetrack we'd go to hooters we'd have a couple beers eat chicken wings and crash and go to the racetrack next morning now with all of the smt data and everything you guys have um drivers crew chiefs and spotters are having to leave the racetrack and go study. It's a different freaking world right now, right? Oh, it's way different. Yeah, you're always going back to look to see where you can get better. It's just 
you've already got a playbook now for how the day is going and what people are doing and you go and look at it. I mean, this is stuff that you kind of get on the fly as the race is going on, but this is stuff you go out, look at after the race and be like, yeah, this is how we're getting beat. Now you got a night to look at it. So you go there and okay. Truex can obviously run turns one and two about wide open. And I mean, he was stupid fast, but you know, so you know, you know where your weak spots are and it gives, you know, Brad a chance to go look at, um, how guys are making passes where they're timing their runs at more. And then, you know, obviously I'm <clears throat> sure Freddie probably talked to Bubba at some point as well, but you talk to him about restarts, what you saw, where the moves are happening, what's possible, what's not possible, where you don't want to be. And so is situation. it fair to say you're working harder now than you ever have as a spotter? Oh, way hundred percent. So I'm going to ask you a question, put you on the spot. Jeff Burton made the comment with about 20 to go yesterday that I don't know that the spotter today is as important as he's been in the past, as it pertained to a run that Martin Truex was getting on Busher and Busher kind of taking advantage of that run. And he's basically insinuating that the camera is so good that the spotter isn't as important. What do you guys say to that? Oh, that's fine for one car. But, I mean, what's what's happening? You know, you can tell me that driver's going to – I don't want my driver looking in the mirror all the way through the corner. I want him focusing on what's going out front and, and hearing the words. So – I can tell you this. I don't think um, I don't think my driver would agree with that as much info as he wants. I don't think my previous driver wanted more as much or even more than than I could give. Um, even Dell Jr. evolved into that. Dell Jr. used to be the old school, you know, not bare minimum, but you gave him some info to tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. And I'm not saying the cameras aren't good, but. I mean, I'd rather not look in my mirror and focus out front. I you can't mean, go forward looking backwards. Yeah, and there, the, what you can't see is what's happening behind that guy. Like, I can tell you right now, when a guy comes off the corner and gets, you know, pushes a guy, they're they're flying. And it's nice to know, you know, if they're if they're tight, the driver can prepare for that run. He can, he doesn't know what's going on behind there. I, I mean, I'm working more now than I ever have as a spotter. Um, just – studying lines studying things looking at runs where this is happening why this is happening how to defend it you know what's the best place to defend what's the you know the the best how can you run the most optimal race possible it's it's a ridiculous statement i mean at the we spot with the our job encompasses so much more than what is just going on behind us that to say that it's our our job is easier now because of these cameras is ridiculous. Because I look down, let's take a certain car, for example, the 21 car, who just happens to be Jeff Burton's son. Tyler Green has SMT on an iPad mounted to the rail in front of him every lap of every race this year. And he is helping Harrison get around that track, feeding him information about what to do with the throttle, what to do with the brake pedal, how his steering input is, what line he's running. If I'm Tyler Green and I hear my driver's dad say this on the radio, on the on the national TV broadcast, the next time Harrison asks me for help, I'm going to tell him, look at his f- camera. Like, see well, what that does for you. Another thing is, too, with this car and the same gearing, the restarts are insane. So... That what that camera also doesn't show you is how tight that guy is on your door, how how many cars are even over there, and, and stuff like that. You get to turn one. How do you know if you're four wide? I how don't do you know? think he took that statement as literal. I mean, I, I, I get his point as well, meaning the technology has helped a ton. Um, so I don't think he Casey, he said our jobs are not as important as they used to be. That's what he said. I, I can't. I can't. I can't take his words. But I'm not making it up for him. He I said think, it I on think national television. What's accurate is the technology is really cool. Like knowing what they're, what, what they're doing with the technology, mm-hmm. knowing we how race that closer together your now. job. We race closer together now than we ever have. And to me, that is 
there's a lot more being transmitted over these radios than um, than there was 15 years ago. I love Jeff Burton. He obviously I spotted for him for three years, and he's wrong. He's wrong. It's simple. Yeah, I mean, there's no other. I mean, it is what it is. It's just you know, there's safety aspects of what's going on in front of us. There's the the line aspects of you know this we're. The boxes is feeding us. If we're not watching SMT ourselves, the box is feeding us SMT data to relay to the driver. If you would have put that, that camera in the car 20 years ago when he was driving, I'm sure it would have been e- great and easy because the, there wasn't, you know, everything to me was even spread out more. So, and easier to, there, there was more give and take and stuff like that. But now we're four wide on restarts. Guys are linking up. I mean, honestly, restarts in Michigan are even harder now because guys have figured out to push. And you push until you get, and then then they break off into one, and then you're, oh, it's just two by two here. Then all of a sudden, oh, two inside, one outside. Then all everything breaks loose, and that camera doesn't tell you yeah, that so stuff that's either. Easy now because they got a camera. <laughs> <laughs> one thing on you know on the new technology these days in this next gen car, I saw an interesting post from Xfinity Racing account where it says the only drivers with back to back wins in the next gen era are Harvick, Byron, and Chris Busher, which. Is insane to think how many races we've had. Competition's well, tough. <laughs> I mean, it's only been a season and a half, right? And it's not like it's yeah. a giant sample size. Fair, but back but, I mean, in the day, we had, day, guys we had ten multiple. races a year, and oh, we don't I see that. Exactly. But I'm just saying. But a lot. I mean, how many times back to back has always been rare. And two of those, you know, and, for anything. Yeah. And two of those drivers are four drivers, which. Earlier this season, we were talking about, Ford, I mean, just a few races ago, we were talking about how Ford was really struggling. So um, it is interesting when you put into perspective how much Ford has improved as well. Like, they're really on it compared to I thought, earlier this year. I don't know if you saw it, but <clears throat> I saw a statement Brad made that this is a result of stuff that was happening late last year, earlier this year. Like, this is like the speed now is from working hard then. And it, you get like, you can't ever quit. It doesn't, you know, things evolve and take time to to you know go into fruition or you know and and make speed but you know to go from what a part i like about it is both cars are fast at the same places and um i think brad and chris work really well with each other um on the track they know when to help each other they know when it's time to race like richmond we were holding we were holding chris off for the lead but it was a it was a good battle you know what i mean but um it's just cool to see both, and we two different types of tracks too. We go from a short track to arguably a, one of the bigger tracks we go to, minus it being a super speedway. So every time we make up a word on here, can we like do something fun like fruitition? I don't think is that a word. What's yeah. fruition? Fruitition? Fruitition. He said fruitition. Ah, same thing. That's like you trying to say. I say words all the time on here that are words. That's why I'm asking. Uh, yeah, yeah. What can we do to celebrate making up words? I mean, Kligerman, Kligerman, uh <laughs> Grass. I mean, we got a lot. We got our own. We that one still sticks. They say that the track all the time. For the record, fruition. I mean, fruition. honestly, we fruition. should. Fruition. Uh, we should celebrate every time. A There's a T in there. Every yeah. time uh, Freddie says "axe," because that's that axe. is a axe word. is a word. Axe is absolutely word. Instead yeah. of ask, I, I, I had an axe in my house yesterday chopping wood. <laughs> <laughs> I axe all the time. Oh well. On that note, I I would love to hear uh, conversations going on with twenty three eleven and their pit crew. Uh, Freddie, anything you want to <clears> add to Tyler's frustration? What did he say? Hey, oh, he was. Uh, going you couldn't off. really understand it because it was bleached Listen, out. Tyler's here's, very mellow. This was is, kind of rare. Here's, here's where I'm at with this, and and it's I, not only Tyler though. Twenty three eleven in general. Yeah, but but here's the here's one of the takeaways I came away from yesterday with. And listen, I love Tyler. Tyler is a good friend of mine. You know, but I have to be honest on here. I didn't love the blow up yesterday on the pit crew. 
like, listen, I know it's hot. You know, I know you're hot. You're in the heat of the moment. You feel like you come off pit road and you're in position to win the race. And the wheels lose. Okay. And, and it was a slow pit stop. And, and the, th- the thing that gets me about it is they were having to wait on fuel a little bit. So you're not, you know, you're not in as big a rush if you know you've got an extra second or two that you're going to have to wait on fuel no matter what. But just aside from that, we talked about it here last couple weeks ago and the changer made a mistake. He, nobody feels worse about it than he does. And, and then Tyler gets on there and, and, and lets him have it. Um, but we're only one week, you know, removed. How many, how many times has Tyler <laughs> hit the wall this year? Well, I was we're only say, one week removed from him being uh, in contention at Richmond, yeah. and he drives over the box. And nobody got on the radio and, and, cussed, and him cussed him out. out. You know, so I know, and this is, this is out, outside of Tyler's personality. Like, this is not something yeah, it's, I typically it's rare. see out of Tyler. But, like, it, you know, like, you've got to be, we talk about situational awareness, you know, it's a mistake and it is what it is. I'd rather see these guys be more of a leader in this time than just berate the guy, but it, you know, it is what it is. And Tyler, I'm sure probably doesn't love the fact that that happened. And listen, as far as our pit crews and stuff and us, like we, we, we have tons of speed, uh, both cars, both cars are very fast. Um, execution has been lacking and there's no secret about that. We've, we've got to do a better job, especially if we can get both of these cars. Tyler's ready in the playoffs. We have to, you know, earn our way in the next couple of weeks. But if we're going to have any shot at contending to move through these rounds, we can't have these mistakes. And we can't, you know, Tyler's probably lost two or three races now because of a loose wheel or because of mistakes he made. So, yeah, yeah. and we've been in the same place. We've cost ourselves multiple good finishes over, you know, bad pit stops or Bubba making mistakes or I'm, I'm sure I made mistakes. Like, you know, it, it, we have to clean it up and I'm, I'm sure we will. But I, I just didn't love that yesterday, that blow up when, when it, here we are a week away from you making a mistake to cost you guys a race. And, and Saturday night, Freddie, myself, and Nick, whose spots were Tyler, uh, we were having dinner. Where were we at? Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings. And I literally said to Nick, I'm like, man, I, I, I believe this. I think Tyler is a top three or four driver in the series right now. I think he's that freaking talented and that good. And he's sitting on one win, and he could be sitting on five or six. He's not because week in and week out, they make mistakes. They never, ever execute from beginning to end inside of the car outside of the car on pit stops on whatever reason if they do that this team can win a championship it's going to be hard because he doesn't have a ton of those playoff points because he doesn't have a ton of wins like some of these guys have but i truly believe he's the best one of the best in the cockpit right now but they for whatever reason they cannot execute it's frustrating to watch if you are a tyler reddick fan and i am and and, you know to that point that we saw that sunday saturday we saw a very similar situation with one of our buddies whose fire suits hanging behind you that drove our DBC car. Uh, man, the 17 still oh, give it they're, away. They're, they're same thing. They're just giving races away, you know, making mistakes. They, the, the one I didn't understand, like watching when he gets turned into his box by Ty. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah. Like it, I don't know if he was, didn't find his box, but he's only two or three away from his stall and he's still kind of in yeah. the outside lane. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand. He's kind of having to go around the 98 pit crew a little bit, but it just seemed to me like he checked up and wasn't really where he needed to be, and Ty runs him over and turns him, which, you know, if you rear-end somebody, I guess it's your fault. It's your but, fault. Um, you know, at the same time, and then they they battle all the way back from that, get back up in position to win the race again, and then they have an over-the-wall too soon penalty, and just that just kills their day. Um, but, you know, it's just it's unfortunate. They're the same thing, though. That, I feel like the 7 and the 20 have been the two consistently fastest cars on the racetrack and probably the ones I would think battle for a championship. But to your point, Jalen Hunter's got a ton more playoff points right now because the seven can't figure out how to get it get out of its own way at the end of these races. Yeah, JRM's fast again. You know, they went through that part last year where they were super 
stupid fast. They're stupid mm-hmm. fast again. They're getting there. Yeah. Finding more speed for sure. I'll tell you one thing we had this week was another phenomenal crowd. I hated the fact that it got rained out, but yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the, the even Monday, it was still impressive for being a weekday and raining, you know, because Fair. like, there's one thing, like when we left the track on Sunday, a lot of people were saying tomorrow's a wash. We're coming back on Tuesday to race. And you know, it was raining all Tuesday morning. The forecast looked grim. So if you're making that decision, you're probably going to leave Sunday night because you're staying. You're, you're talking about staying for two days, maybe a whole day in the rain. That you know. was reported the largest crowd since 2015. I mean, it looked like it. It was full. Uh, me and Brad, had, when we were at Buffalo Wild Wings, we had the pleasure of meeting the best looking DBC fan I've ever met in my life, um, Fabio. Do you remember him? Oh yeah, Fabio. <laughs> oh, a guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was a guy. Do you share? Yes. yeah, Fabio was in there. Yeah, he uh, he listens every week. He was a little timid to come up. To Brett, you know, Brett scares people apparently. Um, a Canadian but, guy came over right before that. You hadn't got there yet, and uh, yeah, I love when fans come say hello. <laughs> but this guy, he looked like Fabio, so we, he's <laughs> he did look just like Fabio. officially the best looking DBC fan we've ever seen. Oh yeah, maybe, yeah. man, where was I? <laughs> uh, how about that ultimate experience we have coming up? I'm gonna tell you what, ain't many seats left. You better jump on them if you want them, because uh, it's almost sold out. So uh, Bristol's gonna be a night lot of race fun. at Bristol. That's and uh, ultimate experience. I don't. Sweet. Doesn't get any better. Parking passes, yes. food, booze. Brett, Are you going? You get to Brett. meet us three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going. Casey, Casey, you going? I haven't been invited yet. Okay, so. well, sorry about it. Casey's not going. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, don't forget to grab your tickets. Uh, link is dirtymomedia.com slash ultimate experience. Just a few left. Better hurry up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Well, prior to recording the show, um, there's been some news. We're, we're not too sure of what's happening, but obviously want to share where we are. You know, being an opinion-based show, we want to provide as much information as possible, but we want to also talk about what's going on. So Opinion? We spew facts. Facts. We have fact-based show, ain't we? Huh? Yes. Right. Somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Brett, you want to take us through what's happening? So, I'll, so oh. I have a question for Brett. What's so, happening? So, what are we so, talking about? So, what's that happening? Noah Gragson was suspended Sunday morning or Saturday morning? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Something remember. like that. This one weekend. Of them, one of them days. Um, he was suspended originally by his race team, Legacy Motor Club, then followed that up with getting suspended from NASCAR indefinitely. Um now, today, we see reports from Jordan Bianchi that uh, Jordan, uh, I mean, uh, Noah and Legacy Motorsports have parted ways. Mike Rockefeller is going to be in the car for the next two weeks. Then that was countered with Jim, Jim Utter saying that, um, you know, they have not confirmed that Noah's out of the car. Um, now, so it's going back and forth of Noah's out, Noah's not out. Brett, I know you have written many a driver contracts in your day. Um, take us through the steps. If Legacy Motor Club wanted to fire 
Noah Gregson, what what are the what kind of steps do they obviously we're talking about here the re, like the reasoning behind this is probably if they were to fire him or just the, the fact that they suspended him is probably due to some kind of morality clause in his contract, correct? Yeah. So they gotta have grounds to suspend him, right? And those grounds have to exist within his contract. So if he is suspended for uh, liking a certain social media post, which we know is the case, then that is absolutely true. He has he has in their opinion done something that breaches the morality clause in his contract, which reads something along the lines of he cannot represent the team and or its sponsors in a negative light. Clearly what he did on social media, they are saying that is the case. Now, there's two ways that they can fire him. One of them is also along the morality clause route. Um, and, And look, man, morality clauses are weird. It may specifically say you cannot get a DUI. It may say you cannot have a child out of wedlock, you know, and, and back in the day, those those things were in there. Or it can be very, very vague, right? Um, I would imagine that this particular, listen, you guys work for teams. How, how many times have you had to sign a social media clause agreement? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had to sign them. And, and, and I promise you there's now, you know, terminology in these driver contracts that, that operates around those same lines. But there's also a clause in there. That, that like I've not seen Noah's contract, but there are clauses in existing driver contracts that if you miss a certain amount of races, no matter why, that they also can terminate the contract. It doesn't mean they have to terminate it, but if you're Chase Elliott and you miss six weeks because you broke your leg, the team owns the right to terminate your contract because you're not able to show up for work. It doesn't matter why. The fact of the matter is you've done, you're not showing up for work. We can fire you. It doesn't mean they will. So obviously... We know now he's out of the car for at least three weeks. He was suspended for Michigan, and then now you've got the next two coming up with this with this road course guy, right? Um, so, so it's a very sticky situation. But when you look at a driver, and, and I said this to a media member this morning, you guys see a driver, right? I see a driver, a fan club manager, a business manager, a PR person, a pilot, a bus driver. I could keep going, an accountant. There's a lot of people that it takes to support a guy when he makes it to the Cup Series. It's just the way it is. I mean, look at Denny Hamlin. He has a social media manager that follows him around everywhere, right? So when when you guys look at a driver, and, and people are on complete polar opposite sides of this argument, he shouldn't be suspended or fired, and he should be suspended or fired. There's not really a lot of middle ground with our fan base on this particular topic, right? Um, but but for, for me, it's, it's very unfortunate for Noah. Um, on a personal side, I don't know of a driver that makes more time for fans than what he does. On a professional side, he's a hell of a race car driver. Um, did he make a mistake? Absolutely, he made a mistake. Can he come back from that mistake? I hope he can, because I don't think the mistake warrants losing your entire career over. But you have to realize, when you have a boss, and there's multiple bosses over there, Richard Petty's name is tied to this thing, Jimmy Johnson's name is tied to this thing, Mari's name is tied to this thing, Chevrolet's name is tied to this, all the different sponsors that are there. It only takes a couple people to raise their hand at the table and say, he doesn't belong here, and he's out. I personally think there's more to this story than what we know. Um, I personally think there's more motivation to this story than what we know. But if he's out, um, they do they will have grounds, you know, contractually yeah. in their mind to do that. But but when you see, you know, Jordan report that he's out, and you say utter report that he's not, well, they can't confirm that he's out until he, the paperwork has been drawn up, the paperwork has been executed, and the paperwork has been delivered to Noah Gregson. Yeah. And if he's out. You know, clearly that hasn't happened as of one o'clock on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I think that 
I, you know, I think the end of this story is Noah Gregson's going to be out at Legacy Motor Club. That's just obviously we, we're going off of reporting that's going on. Obviously, rumors flying around everywhere. How many, how many times has Jordan been wrong? Uh, not often. <laughs> and like you, like you know, Jordan can't be wrong. I mean, not in something like this when you're talking about you know contractual stuff and and there's a lot of people that could come after Jordan. But you know, listen, I got to be honest. I, we've been hearing rumors for the last two weeks three weeks, maybe more, that Noah was going to be out anyway because there's a possible Toyota Xfinity driver that's lighting the world on fire. And by the way, this team's going to Toyota next year that may be taking that seat no matter what, just based on the performance that those 42 cars had this year. Um, so And Martin Truex coming back made yes. that more likely. Yes, yeah. When you hear that, I was literally reading an article from somebody and in the car and um, – you know, it's talking about, you know, Martin Truex may or may not come back, but they have time to make a decision on that because you have a guy like, I mean, we can name him John Hunter's waiting in the wings. You know, he's up to whatever it is, four or five Xfinity wins this five. year, probably the, the favorite to win the championship, had a stellar year last year. Um, you know, he's sitting there, so Martin can take his time with this decision because here's your guy. Either he goes into 19 or, or he doesn't, you know. Um, now Martin comes back to 19. You're looking for a home for John Hunter. Is he going to go back to Xfinity, or you're going to have this second opportunity at Toyota, maybe, you know, to be a teammate to Eric Jones? So we've been hearing those rumors for a couple of weeks now. And then to your point, this is this is possibly a way out for for legacy. Like I don't know, obviously, what Noah's contract looks like, but if you're if you're looking for a way to get rid of a guy because you want to bring this other guy in. He might have handed it to you on a silver platter when he makes this mistake, and it's unfortunate because, like you said, I've, I've known Noah for a while. I, I consider him a friend as well. We've been harsh on him on this show. He came on here and and kind of you know took the brunt of that and had some fun with us. Um, so I really I really hope the best for him. But you know sometimes you know you got to learn from mistakes, and this is going to be a hard one for him to learn from. We all three agree. I don't, I don't want to speak for TJ because he got nodded yet. This is a mistake on his part. One hundred percent. Should it be a career-ending mistake? Not in my mind. He's 25 years old. I hope he was being reckless on social media and wasn't really realizing what he was liking. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, this is a this is a big enough mistake to where Legacy – listen, do I think Noah Gregson should be suspended by Legacy Motor Club? I don't know because I don't know everything that they know. Um, but they did what's best for their company. Did I think NASCAR should hang the word indefinitely on the statement of – we're suspending Noah Gregson indefinitely. I hated the word indefinitely because to me, all that he needs to do is go through sensitivity training, get reinstated. How long is that process? Because that's how long he should have been suspended. He's suspended three weeks or whenever he undergoes sensitivity. The word indefinitely, I, I was like, man, that's an awful big word for, for this particular offense. Um, but should he be suspended to start with? That's totally up to legacy. Um, and, it, and obviously they thought it did, TJ. Yeah, it's a very unfortunate situation. Um, I think everybody, I think Legacy's doing it, handling it how they should. Um, it's just a tough situation. Hopefully, hopefully it can, uh, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I agree with Freddie. I think they end up moving with the rumors that are all going around. I think the, I think they end up moving on. People need to realize Legacy didn't ask to be put in this situation. No. Noah put them in this situation. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and listen, on the Noah side of things, what the thing that's going to determine where Noah goes from here is his sponsors because he has a line of sponsors that travels with him, you know, from JRM. They went over, you know, and some of them came with him to Legacy. You know, if those sponsors 
stand behind Noah and still continue to support him, he's going to have a home somewhere. You know, there's he's going to have enough money to go to bring to teams that make him an attractive piece. Because to your point, he's still a very talented race car driver. He made a mistake. You know, we've seen this not that long ago with a guy that came back and won a championship. Not that I'm comparing skill levels of Noah Gregson and Kyle Larson. Kyle made a mistake. He did the best he could to rectify that mistake and came back stronger. And, and that's what Noah's got to kind of baseline off of and go with there and, and just hope that his sponsors kind of rally behind him. I don't think there's a cup ride for him, though. I mean, I'm not saying right now, but there, yeah. you know, there's a, there's got, there's somebody, something, this, this, this can't be the end of his career. It would be, you know, but listen, to that point, if these sponsors back away and they say, hey, we don't want any part of this either, there's a good chance you don't see him again. You know, and it's as hard as that is to hear or, or say, like, that's just, that's the business of this sport. Kyle Larson can come back. Kyle Larson took that year off and went and won 3,000 dirt races and and made himself so attractive that you couldn't pass up on him. This Noah, you know, Noah's going to have to have some money behind him to get any kind of opportunity, I think. I just don't. I mean, when I look at Justin Haley leaving college racing and going to, you know, Rick Ware racing, okay, that move, you're like, man, why? Well, where else is he going to go? Like it, I mean, when you look at the series in general right now, there are two cars that are open that we think are good cars, the 31 and the 10. Well, no way I'm getting either one of those. What about Xfinity? Xfinity, there's tons of opportunity. I and mean, the seats, yeah. the musical I mean, chairs hadn't started yet. He's proved But I himself. promise you, I promise you, there's not a cup driver in the cup garage that get, wakes up in the morning saying, I want to go be an Xfinity driver again. No. Guess we'll find out. It is time for Spot On, Spot Off, presented by our friends at Money Lion. Spot on, spot off. Spot off. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, spot on. It was super fun yesterday to ride around there. And I am spot off. Damn. Where'd he come from? Man, we appreciate Moneyline jumping on board to partner with us for this segment. Uh, Freddie, I know you've heard of them. They're a big partner at 2311, right? Yeah, besides being a partner of ours at DBC here, uh, they are the official digital finance partner of my other job, spotting for Bubba Wallace at 2311 Racing. Listen, they are great people. Um, they, they, we have, I see them at the racetrack all the time. We, you know, they, we're on the car this week, I think, in Indianapolis, if I'm correct. I think so. So, uh, Looking forward to that. Uh, their, their paint schemes are always phenomenal. I love that color green that they have because it's very easy to pick out of the crowd. Pops. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting to see them this week. But, yeah, always have a lot of fun with the Moneyline people. Yeah, we always appreciate how they are trying to help our listeners get free money. Everybody loves free money, Brett. So I do. Just, just download the Moneyline mobile finance app today and use promo code dollar sign dirty mo. Set up a direct deposit and you can get up to $55 on them. That's a pretty good deal, if I say so myself. That is. I mean, I could certainly use it, and I'm sure Chad would agree. So don't forget, use promo code dollar sign dirty mo and earn up to $55. Now, let's move on to our first topic. Hard racing combined with cars on edge ends the day for multiple drivers, including Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, and William Byron. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Spot on. I thought the racing, especially on day one, was phenomenal. When you see guys of this caliber failing to maintain race, the control of their race car, um, man, I'm here for it. it. It tells me that the combination was right with the tire and that there were some, you know, obviously good racing going on. A uh, little bit disappointed at the end of the race. I felt like Martin was a lot faster than Busher. He ran him down multiple times. Um, Chris did a phenomenal job 
of, of putting Martin in position where Martin was getting loose and, and damn near wrecking. Um, so a little bit disappointed that the faster driver, faster car wasn't able to overtake the car in front of them. I still think there's gains to be made, but overall, spot on. Phenomenal race for a, a Michigan. Listen, I remember going there in, I think, 99, and it felt like Dale Jarrett lapped the field. And we didn't have a freaking caution, and it was absolutely miserable. And and so, Ben, this kind of racing, TJ, I thought was the bomb.com. Uh, I so. thought it was good racing. You know, at least he could get side-by-side side with him. You know, and that's saying – I think that's better than what it has been in the past where you couldn't even get side by side the guy i mean here the track's widening out a little bit uh, more so than it has a handful of years ago truex obviously had the better car but you know chris uh christopher had the preferred line and you know chris's car was pretty fast as well so that makes it um you know it's, it's tough it was tough to pass you had to time stuff right i knew when we were behind freddie one time freddie's car got down the straightaway and it was it was he got jammed up behind the 99 or something one time and we got a little bit of run on him and brad was able to side draft him and complete the pass but very tough to pass but at least you can get there i mean that this is better than kansas a handful years ago we you know the four car was four four times faster lap than us and we yes he couldn't crack the plane of our bumper you know here these guys are side by side down the front stretch and and uh, it's a good race i mean these guys are i don't think we give enough credit for how good these drivers really are they're literally racing five six inches apart in the corners trying to get every bit of air they can and controlling their cars for the most part obviously some guys lost it but there should be there should be some some punishment to pay for stepping over the edge i think i mean you should if you step over the line you shouldn't just get a free pass right i mean there's got to be some punishment for that stuff and that's what happened with you know and not that i enjoy seeing wrecks but i see i i like seeing guys be on the edge and when they overstep it there's a there's a price to pay so thought the racing was good um super fast uh michigan you know used to put on some of the best races and they repaid it and it kind of went away a little bit but it's kind of creeping back that way a little bit you got guys all over the track you know not all the way to the wall quite yet but it seems like we're getting closer and closer every year we go back yeah i think these wrecks are just a part you know a product of how hard it was to pass you see guys having to take chances because it was you know if you if you tried to complete a pass to tj's point how they got around us bubba kind of tried to drive into three deep to get a position on the 99 and the 99 kind of blocked us off and bubba had to crack throttle and that gave the six all the momentum he needed to get around us like and luckily the six was the only one back there because if you tried to complete a pass and there was a line of guys behind you and you got stuck on the bottom that whole line was going by until you were able to get back up so you know it, these guys are they're getting runs and they're taking chances that they normally wouldn't take but it's they have to take them and you've seen that's what happened with kyle you know and the one thing christopher I thought, bell yeah bell byron, uh, byron you know but, but those those are big names to be running out yeah, of talent i mean well you know one thing i want to mention on here like I, I, I love this guy but christopher bell spins out a lot like for a guy that runs dirt like he spins out a lot like and 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 kyle bush this year seems like He's either winning the Feast race or, or wrecking. Like, yeah, and and it's early usually. Kyle's been uh, like that though. He's been on, you know, he spun out a lot, came back and won. You know, there's been plenty of times I've seen Kyle spin down the front stretch and be like, oh, he's done. Then here he is leading the race fifty laps later. Yeah. Um. And and you just saw that. I mean, the one that the, the really the thing that I thought was interesting was, you know, the reason why Kyle spun out. He kind of he kind of drives off into one and Blaney races out of him up top and, and kind of puts Kyle in a bad spot where Kyle has to wreck and Kyle got out afterwards and said you know like he felt like back in the day guys would let each other have that you can't do that now um, but that's Blaney, been gone for a while yeah, but Blaney you know Blaney didn't really learn his lesson from that one because then he did the same thing to LaJoy 
right before the uh, yellow came or the red came out for the rain and you see them arguing on pit road they almost wrecked each other in three and four just same thing you know blaney racing on the right side of of lajoy but like to that point like you have to do that now because it, that's just the way you have to take every inch you have to if because you can't you can't run side by side here you can't you know you can't just let somebody go because no matter like back in the day these guys would let each other go because they knew if their car was good enough they could just drive back up to him and go back by him yep. and now that's not possible anymore so i feel like i'm talking to myself because these two idiots are on their phone well, i'm trying to find <laughs> how many dnfs he's got i'm listening Freddie. <laughs> um, no no i'm no, i just thought it was funny i'm um, literally looking for how many dnfs he's got what'd you say Freddie? <laughs> um but you know to, to that that's just that's just that what this product it lends itself to. You can't give an inch anymore because you're never going to get it back. What are you looking He's for? talking about the racing that, like, to me, that Jeff Burton was talking about. If you run a guy down, your car's faster. Those guys were like, okay, well, here you go. We didn't have stage brakes or any of that stuff. They wanted to work on their cars. You know what I mean? And it was just a, a gentleman's agreement. Well, that that's been kind of gone for you know at places like this. I mean, you might get it at a short track at a Martinsville. You know, you're clear by 10 out front, 10 out back, and you run me down. It doesn't make any sense for me to block because you're going to just move me out of the way. Oh, yeah. But, like, at this place right here. You could block forever. Yeah. Like, we, we held off. I mean, Martin was so fast. Like, Martin was. Stupid. Fast. Ridiculously oh, fast. Oh, I know. He ran us on two laps for the stage two deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing. And then, but, like, the, we went green on that first, the go back green yesterday. We made a three-wide move when the two leaders got side by side. And then we were able to hold them off for. 10 or 15 laps when we should have never been able to, yeah. you know, if, and if Bubba doesn't, you know, Bubba got loose one time in front of him, had to break momentum. If that doesn't happen, I don't know that he ever gets around us. So like, it's just, it's that, that's just the product of racing. And I know it was probably a lot easier back in the day when everybody just kind of gave each other room and that, but, but listen, now you're gonna have to earn your money because the, everybody's racing every lap. Like it's the last one, especially at these places, the mile and a half or two mile, you know, racetracks. Well, let's move on to that topic. You mentioned Ryan Blaney, Corey LaJoy incident, and they had words during that rain delay. Do you feel like Blaney's frustration is justified? I think that... Can we skip ahead to the calls and and see if there's another... I think that, you know, and and my dad taught me this a long time ago when I first started racing because when I first started racing, actually, I always sucked, but I sucked a little (laughs) bit less when I was done. But, like, when I first started, I would just get out of everybody's way. You know, I was my deal. I, you know, I would start in the back. They'd come around and lap me. I would just get out of the way. And my dad pulled me aside and said, stop doing that. He said, you know, obviously give them room, race with respect. But if you just get out of the way, they're always going to expect you to get out of their way. And I think you see a little bit of that here with Corey and Ryan because Corey is pretty respectful when he's having a bad day. But when Corey's having a good day or a decent day, he's going to race his ass off. And, as he should. And, and, as he should. And, and he takes an opportunity here to make a move. And listen, the reason why they almost wrecked is because Ryan gets on his right side and, and Corey chases it up into him. So I, I don't think Ryan's justified. And he did the same thing to Kyle and Kyle wrecked. You know, so Ryan, if he, if he doesn't want these scenarios to play out this way, he's got to be a little more you know, respectful in the car himself because this is what you're asking for. You're getting on this guy's door to, to help yourself, but you're hurting him. And in turn, you may cost yourself more than you want. Corey got uh, – he remember the first time we ran Atlanta on the new deal? I mean, Corey got run up into the vents. Yeah. You know, obviously for a win, but still, I mean, that's TJ, just how you race. Did you think Blaney's frustrations were justified? Uh, I mean, nobody likes being on that side of it. I mean, it, it was just how that – I don't think Corey intentionally did. Corey got loose and chased it up a little bit, but Blaney was tight on him at times, and it's just how it, it's just how it is. I mean, I, I got on. I joked around with Freddie because Bubba passed uh, Busher one time, and he went down into three and just kept coming up, up, and up, and he had position on him, and he just washed him up until he until Chris had to lift a little bit, and that's it. And 
we made a few passes like that ourselves. If you don't, the guy's going to hang there, and then you're going to go side by side on the tradeaway. And we did this with the two. We caught. We were way faster than the two. We get beside him, and he side drafts us all the way to the bottom of the front stretch. We go through one and two side by side. Here comes the 11. Gets two spots for nothing. And there's just – it's just tough racing. But you got to be – the guys that end up in the front more are guys that figure out how not to be side by side for that whole lap or half a lap. They know how to time their passes, get your run, get the side draft, get the, get the clear, and you're going. But in these, some of these guys, they think they're racing super hard, but your net loss is one or two positions worse because you race so hard. Yeah. Martin Tricks Jr. says it didn't feel right to not come back and keep doing what we're doing after announcing he will return to the Cup Series <laughs> in 2024. TJ, spot on, spot off. Spot off, right? Yeah, I'm spot off. Yeah, nah, spot on for Mark. I mean, how about the way he did it? He just like casually, oh, yeah. Same thing yeah. he did last year. Yeah, I'm he coming back. out a fax or whatever, <laughs> I'm coming back. Yeah, know? there's no – that's a total Martin way to, to um, handle that. But, you know, Martin's having fun. He's obviously fast and – um, I don't know why you'd, I mean, it, it's so hard to quit when you're having fun at what you do. And if you're winning races, you don't want to quit spotting if, or driving or working on that car. If, you, yeah. If you would have told me he was going to quit last year, I'd have believed you because last year yeah. was a, probably a miserable season for him. And this year, like, why would you ever walk away now? Like, not stupid only, stupid fast. Not only are yeah. you stupid fast, you're winning races, but leading, like, leading everything. Yeah. You're, le- you're like, leading the regular season. You're <laughs> going to be leading the playoff points. And you, you, you almost stamped your ticket to Phoenix. And, and you know, they obviously want him back. So you're talking about he's going to get a lucrative deal. You're talking, if he walked away, you're going to just sit there on top of being dominant, the most dominant car in the sport right now, probably. You're just going to leave millions of dollars sitting on the table because of what? Like, what, like uh, well, you're not, you're not, trophies, no decline. Yeah. I mean, trophies, championships, you're leaving that all. And he's having too much fun right well, now. Well, there's to, one to thing too, you know, probably since Mark Martin had the Viagra sponsorship, we've probably not had a better driver sponsor partnership oh, i mean mark mark martin i'm sorry martin truex loves to hunt he loves to fish he gets to be buddies with johnny mars yeah. he gets freaking gap freaking gift cards to bass pro shop like this guy's yeah. on top of the world Do you right think now anybody's gonna catch that reference what? you just made? i'm gonna tell you what if bass pro shops for them <laughs> well now that you said it hey it'd be a tough pill to swallow if they left wouldn't it <laughs> be a hard it'd be a hard situation hard to deal with you guys are the worst <laughs> Hopefully not for more than four hours. Hey, just so you know, <laughs> Michigan's a, a is a long, wide pit road. So. Did you see that pit road at the, Whoa, uh, the street course? What are we in, talking uh, about? Nashville. We talk the Nashville Indy Street Course pit yes. road. I don't know I, what you call that's a that's a problem. You've got it's an a issue. medical emergency. That's a medical emergency of some sort. <laughs> Did you see this pit road? Yeah, yeah that's, noted for all the Indy guys. There's there. the uh, yeah yeah that's a long. You're gonna road. need a splint. <laughs> You need like a popsicle stick. Um, yeah, anyway. Well, back to Welcome you. back, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we miss you, Mark Martin. We do miss you, Mark Martin. You are a hard nosed Even competitor. when you were blue in the face. <laughs> back to uh, Robo. Look at my next notes in hard racing. Yup. <laughs> Cup figured. He was hard to beat. <laughs> Literally hard to beat him when he's oh, running good. Oh, please stop. <laughs> Spot on, spot off, guys. Right. Cup cars will test on the Indy Roval Monday following this Roval. weekend's. I think it's Oval. Oval. Oh, I think the Roval is Charlotte. I'm just Charlotte, guys. Cup cars will test on the Indy Oval on Monday following the Indy Road Course race, and I can't imagine how long that pit road will be. Spot on, spot off, Brett. So, I'm going to make this statement. Mm-mm. Mm. 
And I'm curious where I'm you scared. guys land. Thing yeah, should I get up? We have two beautiful gals in here with us. Three, Three. Kelly and Casey. I'm sorry, Casey. I can't see you. I forget you're over there. Um, I <laughs> feel like joke? I feel like the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in general has lost its identity on the NASCAR schedule. I feel like this was a marquee race for so many years. And, and, and when we left the Oval, because of attendance, I get it, and went to the road course, I thought it was great year one, and then it was like, man, it ain't great no more. So last year when we heard that they were going back to the Oval to celebrate 30 years at the Brickyard, I'm already excited for that. Um, listen, Nutrient Ag Solutions is sponsoring AJ Amendinger this weekend. I hope he goes in, wins the race, locks himself in the playoff. But and, and I've won there with AJ Amendinger, by the way, um, spotting spotting with him at the, at the road course back in the day, a couple of years ago. But it's not like winning at the Oval. It's the kissing those bricks. It's not like kissing them when Dale Jarrett kissed them or Jeff Gordon kissed them. So so I'm all for this. You heard that in uh, Chase Briscoe won the I think the first Xfinity race at the road course and. He won, and he is an Indiana guy. He's an Indiana kid. That's where he grew up. You know, sprint local sprint car racer there. That's the ranks he took to get to where he's at. And he made the comment that day or in an interview after the race that night that, you know, it's I awesome wish, to win here, yeah. but I wish it was the Oval. I wish that, I, you know, so that just shows you. And these drivers, these drivers used to consider this a crown jewel. You know, now it's just another road course race that we talk about chaos in turn one. It's, it's almost a gimmick now because you're basically just hoping to survive turn one and then see where you fall out and, and continue on. So, you know, I'm glad to see that hopefully this is the case. We've heard the same thing, 30th anniversary going back. Now you see we're going to test there, so it kind of lends more validity to that, to that rumor. Um, hopefully it's great. You know, we've never had a great great race there you know these cars are really not built for for what we do um, i'm sorry this track is not really built for what we do but you know hopefully this car can be better and um you know i, I just think that if we're going to run at the indianapolis motor speedway it has to be on the oval of the indianapolis motor speedway uh yeah i don't i think the oval even if even if you you know we're not slingshotting by each other like the indy cars are and stuff it's still a very tough race to win and it's still one of the – it's obviously not the Daytona 500, but it's still Indianapolis. When you win on the big track, it's ob- it's it's still tough to do. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it's going to be next year, you know, if we go there and race, it's going to be hard to win that oval race, and it's going to take somebody that you're going to have to execute all day. Your car is going to have to be really good. There's going to ha- – I mean, it's still going to be – guys are going to have to bust their asses to, to do good there and, and to win that race. So uh, I'm – I do. I do think we need to be on the big track. I think the uh, the you know the the road course was something to try, but I'm happy to hear that they're testing the big track. I am. Listen, I love Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I love going to Indianapolis, Indiana. I think this track is pristine. I think Roger has done a phenomenal job with making it great. So nice. It's also very confusing to me because we go and and we watch the Indy 500 on television, and it's freaking 400,000 people. Those same drivers are going back to run a road course with us this weekend and there won't be anybody there to watch them. So like the, the fans in that area clearly don't have a massive affinity for the drivers. Otherwise it'd be the same crowd. Yeah. Right. So, so it's confusing to me on how do we take and make our 30th anniversary event more like the Indy 500 from a fan perspective, because the on track product is the on track product. Right. But when you look at it as, all right, these drivers, it'd be like Luke Combs sells out bank of America stadium. And the next month he comes back and there's 400 people there. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that. I mean, I know it's not apples to apples, but like when I'm sitting here looking at this from a marketing promoter perspective, I'm like, what are we missing? Because we know we can sell the tickets. We got to do it. Yeah. And, and you know, moving to more recent history here, like, or future, this race this weekend, I'm looking forward to it just for the fact of the names that are going to be in this race that are from the outside of the our little NASCAR realm. I mean, S, uh, SVG's coming back. Uh, Kamui Kobayashi is going to be in a, a third 2311 car. Uh, Jensen Button, I think, is coming back for Rick Ware. That uh, Brody Kostecki, who, well, from what I'm told, He's regularly beats uh, Van Gisbergen in the supercars. Um, so, and then Rockefeller is now going to be in the 42, who's a stud in the, 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 you know, Trans Am, or I shouldn't say Trans Am, Proto, uh, like prototype you know, cars yeah. or whatever, yeah. Um, multi time Le Mans winner. So, just that'll be very interesting to watch that, just that group of guys. And you know, like, there's going to be the one thing I really want to watch is that SVG and Kostecki battle because you know, like, yeah. it's like these two guys race each other every week over there, and now they're coming here to race against us. Like, that's going to be like a little race within a race. So, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff, and it, just to see how they navigate. Listen, the street the street course was a street course, and we talked about. Yeah, I know you guys talked about this last week. Um, you know, that was just a perfect scenario for SVG to come in and kick our asses. Yeah. And you know, listening to Danny's podcast, he's talking about like just one section of the racetrack, he basically kicked everybody's ass. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how these guys who aren't aren't really accustomed to making contact and you know all the sports car world and open wheel world and whatnot. Like they don't rest, you know. They don't run into each other. They, they 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 have different rules than we have. When they get down there to turn one on lap one, they are not going to know what the. F- no. So yeah, you no. know, it's going to be interesting to see how they relate. I'm kind of with well, you. He's guys. running the is uh, he running the truck race? SVG well? is running the truck race. Yeah, in, I'm uh, interested. Truck. I'm interested in seeing that because that's. And honestly, I'm ha- I'm glad he's coming over on it because that's a fun racetrack. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, like he has some dirt background, dirt oval background. So he'll figure it uh, out. Like I he, think he'll be all right. He's not going to go out. He's not going to win the race. Just like I don't think he's going to. I don't think he has any chance of winning the Cup race. You know, I think that I think he could be a top ten to fifteen car. Maybe you know. I just don't like. I don't see him coming in and kicking our ass like he did at Chicago. It's not going to well, be. It's, Chicago. it's not going to be wet. No. So yeah. there's your first challenge. But if I'm NASCAR, this is the ideal time to announce that in 2024 or 2025 we're going international because we have all these international stars coming in. Freaking go to Australian race. Go go somewhere and run a race other than that. America. Sign me up for that. Hey, that that's a 10 hour flight to Hawaii, then a 10 hour flight to that's Australia okay. at least. Yeah, we got to go for three weeks. <laughs> I'm I mean, sign me up. And you don't want to go for that long. I did that, and you're ready to come back. Really? Yes. All right. We'll just go for two weeks. <laughs> That's fine. We'll just stop in Hawaii for a yeah. week. Our international <laughs> pill has never been higher than it is right now. Let's run one oval and one road course over there. Wait. Cool. I don't even know if they have an oval over there. We'll build one. We, build, we, we can build one. All right. We just did it in L.A. Sounds good. Where you, where you build it? We did it in Chicago. They got to have a stadium somewhere. <laughs> they play soccer. They have dirt tracks. Rugby. Go for it. No, they play uh, cr- cricket. Cricket? Is that what they play? Yeah, I'm sure they play. Rugby. 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 Mm. Mm. Done. Moving on. Brad Kozlowski says... Cricket? What the f*** is cricket? That's that little game with a stick. That took you really long. That was really delayed. That ain't... Relative to no big sport, talking about cricket. Whoa, big uh, over I think there, it's big over there. over there. I think it's way bigger than it's what you their think. It's baseball. God, it must be. It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You might just be what an idiot. Cricket. Right here. Cricket. Damn. You educate yourself. For what about speak. grasshopper? They play grasshopper. I'm sure they hop on the grass while they play cricket. Uh, sorry, Casey. Cricket. By I'm, all means. Learn something every day. Brad so cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what cricket even is. I'm googling it. 
grasshopper is when you're playing cricket and you're drunk, by the way. I'm down. Cricket wireless? Yep, that's it. That is exactly that's, it. That's the first thing that came up. Well, you're also probably being catered to ads in the United States right here because your location is set for the United States. Oh, all you Australians out there, I'm sorry if I offended you making fun of cricket. It's probably I, th- I think during COVID, John was betting on cricket because he was be so ready to be no blocked. sports over here. If you're Australian, be ready to be blocked. <laughs> all right, Casey, keep rolling while Brett Googles. Spot on, spot 1. on. 1.6 billion Brad people Kisla- saw cricket. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup. What did World you say? Cup. 1.6 billion global audience for Cricket World what? Cup in 2019, yeah. according like to Google. You might, you might just want to shut the hell up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they didn't play that in Pageland. <laughs> <laughs> this next reaction theater next week is going to be all... <laughs> it's going to be all cricket players. We took crickets and we put them on a hook in Pageland and threw them into a pond. Casey, do you want to go? You want to... I mean, Casey, I'm good. can we move on yet? We're Jesus. good. We're good. <laughs> Brad Kozlowski says they are letting the results speak for themselves after RFK and Chris Buescher pull off back-to-back wins in the Cup Series. Now, do you guys think Ford or, or RFK is the best Ford out there right now? Spot on, spot off. Uh, go ahead, TJ. What do you want? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, we've had to, we have a, we've had a couple good weeks. We've had a, a strong month, honestly. Brad, Brad's been strong at uh, pretty much everywhere. He's been up in the top ten a lot. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, we've had the most consistent uh, consistency out of the last month. Yeah, I think that I think that Brad has by far recently been the most consistent Ford on the racetrack. Um, and you know, moving forward, I, I still I think that if you to ask me, if you said like if you're going to put all the Fords in the finale at home at Phoenix, I would probably take maybe a Blaney or a Harvick to be a slight favorite over over Brad. But to get to the race in Phoenix, I think Brad's the most consistent of the group to maybe be able to point his way in. And there's races in there that Brad could easily win, like, you know, these short track, Martinsville and Bristol, um, Talladega for sure. Um, you know, I still need to see more out of the Fords on mile and a half is my only question because I think that is their biggest struggle point. And after the first round, the next two rounds each have two mile and a half racetracks in it, um, and, and I'm talking the cookie cutter mile and a half: the Kansas, the Vegas, you know, places like that. Um, Texas, you know, Homestead, not such a cookie cutter, but still like it's just. So if you're gonna make it to that final race, you have to perform on these mile and a halfs, and that's the only place the Fords have been lacking. I mean, uh, Blaney went out and kicked everybody's ass at Charlotte, but that's like one of the places you go back and look at their their finishes haven't been as strong as the short tracks and then the super speedways. What if I told you how many Ford drivers do you think have won so far this year? I would say three. Three is accurate. Only three guys. So I think if I think it's pretty easy to beat the best Ford driver right now because they're not winning races. Stuart Haas zero wins. Um, obviously Keselowski zero wins. Chris Buescher two wins. Joy Logano's got one. Ryan Blaney's got one. Yeah, and he's getting hot at the right time. The, oh, this the, is definitely the right time to start finding your finding your groove so you know Go, going into three races that really you don't don't matter i mean, I hate to say it don't matter but you're gonna have a roval road course in there right for for in the playoffs but i mean it, he's getting hot at the right time on these ovals short track he won at richmond and he turns around and wins two mile racetrack the following week the, i just think it's uh impressive you know, the most impressive part to this to me is just even being that conversation at this point he just still looks like i mean like in, in, listen all these guys have swag they all have a persona 
Busher just walks around looking like a normal dude to me. So <clears> that's because he forgot up and fed his chickens this morning. I, I mean, mean, he's just a normal dude. Busher's the guy that I always use as an example for something when people talk to me about Bubba getting booed or, or Denny getting booed because I always say I'd rather be Bubba and Denny than I would be Chris Busher because he's so unassuming that when they, you know, Chris, now maybe it's going to change now because the guys won back-to-back races, but all year, you know, they intro – Bubba and the place goes nuts booing and they introduce Chase and the place goes nuts cheering and Denny back to booze. When they introduce Chris Busher, it's silent. You know, there's no there's no reaction one way or another. So when you hear these drivers say, I just want to hear you make noise, that's because they want to know that they're having some kind of impact on the fans. Um, hopefully now moving forward, people can appreciate as unassuming as he is that Chris is a super talented race car driver. Xfinity Series champion. Two race wins in one season is not easy. Back-to-back is even harder. Well, two consecutive seasons in a row now. I mean, yeah. that's, that's big. And, and so. you talk about the impact that Brad has had on that place since he's gone over there with his group of people. I saw a stat on Reddit yesterday, and I didn't fact check it, so if it's wrong, go ahead and blame the folks on NASCAR Reddit. RFK has led more laps in 22 and 23 than Roush Fenway Racing led from 2014 to 2021. Wow. That's eight seasons versus two seasons. It's hard to believe they've been that irrelevant for that long, but in reality, they have. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's eight seasons where they have, they, it took Roush Fenway about the same eight seasons to lead about the same amount of laps as they have since they've run to RFK in the last two years. Wow. I'm, Shout out to Keselowski for that. I'm telling you that <clears throat> the guy doesn't know how to lose, and he'll build, he's going to keep going to that place until he makes a champion out of, you know, of the place. So, as a driver or an owner, he's going to keep his he's going to keep his foot in it until he can get that. So well, he's it, it, clearly doing something right. Yeah. So are you, Casey? Thank You're you. hanging out with us. <laughs> you ruined it. All right, listen up, everybody. I know y'all are probably putting together vacation plans, planning your next tailgate at the track, or just looking to upgrade some things around the house. Our new sponsor, Moneyline, the all-in-one mobile finance app, has been part of the racing community for years and is dedicated to helping people like you take control of your money and make good things happen. With Moneyline, you can borrow, save, invest, and earn money all in one place. And here's the best part. They want to chip in with a little something to get you started. That's right. Easy money, people. Download the Moneyline app today, and when you open an account, use the promo code dollar sign capital dirty mo D I R T Y M O. Then just set up direct deposit to earn up to fifty five dollars. How awesome is that? The promo code dollar sign dirty mo and get up to fifty five dollars. Do you already have the Moneyline app? Great. Make sure to follow them on social media because they are hooking race fans up with opportunities to win some really great stuff, including cash giveaways, exclusive on-track experiences, and custom rewards like the Next Level Grills for your tailgate. With the Moneyline app, you are one step closer to getting your financial future on the right path. Visit moneylion.com slash hotpass for more info. All right, but it's time for the AMA. Let's move on to the DBCA main, and it is one of the biggest weeks in dirt racing with the Knoxville Nationals. And as of earlier, we are at oh, 106 cars <laughs> entered, which How many? is huge. You got any friends with planes? 106. Can yes. we get Chadwick's plane to fly tonight? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even have <clears throat> nothing. Not, I'm going to shut my mouth. 
Uh, we did Marcus. not have a plane. Um, <clears throat> I've always wanted to go to Knoxville. I have too. Not the truck race, please. I am going to go at some point. <laughs> I'm going to. I was going to go this year. I was going to go um, from from Michigan to Knoxville. Then I didn't really clue Megan in on that, so she might be a little upset when she hears this. No, it's but fine. We, we talked about we it. I went up to Indianapolis uh, to see a couple buddies earlier in the year, and we kind of laid it out that we can do that, and then I could probably fly back and forth with Kyle or whoever's going back and forth. I'm sure Ricky. Um, but um, you know, this this <clears throat> event is just. Ridiculous. How do we get a camper and how do we get a camping spot? We just have to pay somebody. <clears throat> I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, that's that's not going to be easy. We'll I'd like to go, but I want I don't want to camp with you. you don't I, want, I don't want to sleep in the same bed as Why? Brad or anything. Why not? We just talked well, about here's last the deal. week. Here's the good news Footsies. for you. You can go to bed because we won't be back until you get up. So. That's probably right. I'll be getting up and it's you'll like, be going to bed. Like you make shifts. breakfast. You <laughs> make <all> breakfast. <laughs> I'll get up and y'all go to bed. Yeah. There's a we, we would be a dingus probably for most of the night. <laughs> Everyone who uh, is was there yesterday or is in Knoxville this week is probably just now getting up. Yeah, I've seen airs, some so. tweets this morning at 6 a.m. from the Frolic that, yep. uh, that <laughs> they were still going this morning. Oh, how about the finish over the, the 360 Nationals, one of them races? Whew, that, that was insane. insane. Brian, uh, that. Brian Brown is a guy that I got to know a little bit. Just there, uh, Wikipedia was doing like these midget Mondays on Twitter spaces during COVID. When well, we popped into one. He was in there. Yeah. That's, yeah. And we talked to Brian about, because he, he was getting ready to run, or he was talking about running Knoxville maybe or something in yeah. the KBM truck. So we were, we were going back and forth with him in there. So it was awesome to see him win that race the other night with Larson, um, oh, the yeah. Ironman 55. Yeah, that was good. That's like one of my favorite races to watch of the yeah. year. Um, and it's like the move he made, the, the battle with Shukart at the end there was was ridiculous. They just they traded the lead three or four times in the last yeah. couple laps. It's amazing the I mean those cars are obviously a handful to drive. That small of a track, that high bank and the amount the show that they can put on is pretty incredible. Well, two things that were incredible. Kyle Larson at that dirt track last week was freaking insane. I mean, he looked like he had nitrous when he was passing those people. And then cool to see Jonathan Davenport get to go run SRX. Is he going? Yeah. Where is he running Eldora? This Eldora? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It'll be a big deal. I know I'll be watching between Knoxville Nationals and the Extreme Outlaws out racing. Dirt Vision will be the place to be watching from. And then, of course, we'll be on starting Wednesday. So don't want to miss it. Hey, Door Bumper Clear fans, it's Mike Davis here, president of Dirty Mo Media and co-host of the Dell Jr. Download. Now, look, they say don't do this, but I'm going to make a couple assumptions about you, okay? Let's see, if you're listening to Door Bumper Clear, that means you're probably a NASCAR fan. And if you're a NASCAR fan, I bet you have at least one piece of merchandise of your favorite driver. Listen, do us a favor. The next time you buy merchandise, do it with RacingUSA.com. They are huge supporters of Door Bumper Clear. And I can say without a doubt that RacingUSA.com is the absolute best place for you to order merchandise of all things NASCAR. Listen, every item is discounted every single day, so you never need a coupon code. You're guaranteed the industry's lowest die-cast pre-order prices, and you get your order fast since every in-stock order is shipped the next business day. So, whenever you want a new die-cast or a t-shirt or a hat or whatever, just shop at RacingUSA.com. They're Google's top-rated store for NASCAR merchandise, and like I said, huge supporters of Door Bumper Clear, your favorite podcast. So, with that being said, let's get back to the spotters. On November 26, 2022, Josh Berry drove a throwback number three Bass Pro Shop Chevrolet late model stock car, scoring his 100th all-time victory for Junior Motorsports. 
It was Barry's 95th career junior motorsports late model victory, which combined with his five NASCAR Xfinity Series wins at the time, gave him a personal 100 victories for junior motorsports. And RacingUSA.com is offering the exclusive Josh Berry, Dale Earnhardt Jr. dual autographed 124 scale die cast. It's autographed by Josh and Dale and only available at RacingUSA.com. Man, this is a pretty cool collectible that Junior Motorsports fans will not want to miss. And if you wait too long, they're going to be sold out because only 144 of them are being produced. Let's move on to Reaction Theater. I've been excited about this Me one. too. I can't wait. Oh, I hope the Blaney guy. Please tell me he called. Please him. tell me the Blaney guy so called. I looked for the specific Blaney caller, like the phone number, and he didn't call in. Oh. But just just, just wait until okay. you hear. We'll bear with you. Yeah. It's worth it. Man, long-time listener, first-time caller. Jared D. Allen, what the hell is wrong with you? The man's name is Shane Van Gisbergen. Sound it the f*** out! <laughs> It's not that hard to pronounce. That's what you say every time you reference this poor f***ing man. It's not that hard. Sound it out. Are we getting Jared Allen hate (laughs) on BBC? That is fantastic. You know Jared? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, That's awesome. I was Jared's uh, PR guy at Stafford. All of a sudden, Mm. Austin Payton handed me a bunch of Jared Allen hero cards, and we were throwing them out in the crowd (laughs) at... Is oh, that yeah, the night? Like is that also kid. the night you were telling people you were me at the in the beer line? <laughs> so the guy said, "TJ," I said, "What's up, man? How you doing?" <laughs> same, same. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm breaking protocol here because I'm calling to react to the episode I just heard, episode 301. Now I've been meaning to bring this up for years. I think it comes from TJ kissing Dale Junior's ass forever, but this. Smacking f***ing noise that he makes before he's sentenced every single time he starts to talk drives me crazy. Then, on episode 301, Carson's in there, and he does the same thing. Who? What the f***? Oh, so far. Bit the gum out. <laughs> I went back to Carson Ella. Or, I, was, I thought it was, I was like, yeah, Carson I wasn't on 301. I yeah. know. Neither one of them had gum. <laughs> Damn, TJ, stop smacking your lips. <laughs> that needs to be a, what are those things called? A gif or meme? TJ just doing what he's doing. I don't, I don't ever me. hear it. So Making that noise. Do you hear it? Yes. You hear it? You did? Yes, every time. I'm probably going to now. I try and call when you hear it. Like, well, Let me slowly open my. Well, uh. <laughs> sound like Ward. <laughs> or when you clear your throat. This next. Is, this next one is a combination of a few different callers. Oh, boy. <laughs> so with Blaney's good run today, I think it's time for the Blaney fans to hop on out of the tub and let us Briscoe fans go in there. It's been a long, hard season. Uh, I'm just sick of it. Yeah, it's our time in the tub. Hello. This is a message to all the Blaney fans. Can the uh, Chase Elliott fans join you in the bathtub? <laughs> No, I agree that it is probably going to be need to be a bigger bathtub, but we will supply the beer if you can supply the bathtub. Thank you. <laughs> well, as a Tyler Reddick fan, we'd like to be drinking in a bathtub, but the rear tire changer probably f***ed that up, too. What a <laughs> disgrace. That mother should be working at Waffle House on Tuesday. I know who this is. 
I know who that was. Listen, sure. we're going to need a pool at this point. The bathtub <laughs> yeah, is the not bathtub big enough for overflow. all you miserable motherfuckers <laughs> because your driver's having a bath. And then we ain't talk, we're not talking like pool behind your house. We need like the YMCA <laughs> yeah, pool. Yeah, we need a big pool. <laughs> no peeing in the pool either, people. <laughs> we no. might just need a lake. <laughs> might need a lake. Yeah. You think Chase is... I mean, we're going to have to say Chase is must win now, I'm assuming. He's must win. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he himself the, said he, it. He said he, it in, yeah. after the NCAA care. I mean, it's not. Where's he at? I, I don't remember. Well, Denny said he, Chase is going to make it in, but he must mean by winning a road course. He's not on our list. He's got to be about 50 or 60 out. Listen, it's not f- impossible, but it's going to be hard. Dude, he was 40 out before he DNF'd. Like and I thought, he was gonna, I thought he was going to make that up easily. I thought he so, would have easily made that up. He's got to be at least. He's got to be about 50 out because oh, McDowell was McDowell only finished like minus, mid, 55. minus 55. He's not going to jump that many people. No way. That, that's the problem. If he was minus 55 off of one person, he could make that up. Yeah, that it's too many if people. He, so is there a strategy for win? win. Well, <laughs> for Hendrick, meaning Hendrick in general. With no, they'll, they'll help. Well, they can't. I mean, they'll try to help him at the plate race. Oh, yeah. But what are they going to do with Bowman? They got to help both of them. So it's just... You know, I mean, that's going to be the biggest. Listen, thing. Bowman was really fast this past weekend. He, he, he had and, me worried. I thought he and Truex were the two fastest cars, and it's a shame he got in that wreck. It looked like Cindric was three wide, squeezed somebody, and then all hell broke loose. I think that was the wreck he got in. Your fans think you're Santa Claus and Jesus. So I'm just going to wish you now. Merry off season and happy Christmas. I guess you didn't make the script. Merry off season and happy Christmas. Yeah, you're still a bitch. Yeah, you're still a little bitch. Okay, two things. I didn't know Tracy Lawrence could play piano. <laughs> was that? Was that, that Jeb? Was, that was Jeb. Yeah. They sound just like Tracy Lawrence. That's great. That's 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 we've never Jeb. had a piano on here. No. That was Jeb's branching out. Yeah, that was pretty good, Jeb. I mean, the piano part. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, what'll be next? What'll, what'll be the next instrument? A Blaney, if you know. Uh, cowbell? No. More cowbell? No. Harmonica? Uh, what's that movie? Oh, harmonica be good. No, what's that movie? Oh, God. Uh, it's not a clarinet. Saxophone? No, it's not a saxophone. Flute. That one time at band camp. <laughs> that, that that, that's that's a half f- the kids in here haven't seen mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one time at band camp. What <laughs> was everyone, that? Everyone, everyone at the table in front of us. You is talking about like, American? What are you talking about? It's, yeah, it's a flute. Yeah, yeah. that what was the movie yeah. called American Pie. Can anybody American can anybody Pie. play the flute and sing at the same time? I don't think so. I don't no. know if you could. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 you could, we should bring one you in. Could right, you could find out. No, anyway, sorry. How, Freddie? Well, I mean, it takes talent. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can test it out. We can try. I mean, we, I have one at home. I don't Would think you like we could be able to put that show can on. Play the flute, Casey. I, I think you should probably not get involved <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, too, way I don't. too late. Way too late. <laughs> don't forget yeah. to <laughs> call our new number seven zero four flute zero two nine five seven two or head to anchor.fm slash doorbubberclear. <laughs> If you can play the flute, please send us a message. 
No videos. No. <laughs> Moving on to AskDBC, you can also send in your question using hashtag AskDBC. This first one is from Woodrow. How far can Chris Buescher make it in the playoffs? What do you guys think? Um, I mean, if he keeps winning, he can go pretty far. <laughs> yeah. If he – listen, he has not been as consistent as Brad has. You know, he's kind of a little bit more feast or famine. It's kind of either top five or mid-teens, I think, for him. Um, I, I could see him – you know, listen, that first round is basically don't screw up. You know, if you know if you you see so many guys make mistakes in that first round and get knocked out, um, so if you yeah. can just get through there clean, that you're going to make it to the next round. That's when the tr- the, the the you know the, the difficulty ramps up, and you know I could see him maybe squeaking into the round of eight. I don't see him going much further than that. Let me ask you this: Where is he in the the, the regular season standings? I think eleventh, eleventh or 12th. so. He's not getting any bonus points by being a top ten guy. No. Yeah. I mean, it might change. I mean, if Brad had a win, we would be sitting very good. Which, damn, you're eighth? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's tight right there. That's why. As I was yeah. going to say, you were right in front of us two weeks ago. <laughs> Where are you at? Uh, I'm 13th or 14th now, 14th. Yeah. yeah. Hypothetically, this one is from Ben. If you guys were not in racing, what other career would you like to be in? <laughs> so... I uh, <laughs> I pissed my mom off a long time ago. Imagine that. Um, believe it or not, she's very disappointed in me as usual. Um, she the you were like, gonna play the flute. <laughs> I was, it's funny because I was just having this conversation with uh, Marcus Smith. But everybody from where I'm from is in some union of some sort, whether it's a laborer in the city building skyscrapers or the the, the railroad union, whatever it was. So that's kind of like the path majority of the people on Long Island take. And I had the opportunity to join the Long Island Railroad as, you know, I don't even know what the hell it was going to be, conductor or something. And uh, I turned it down because it meant that I was going to have to work on weekends and I was not willing to not go to the racetrack. I was probably 18 to 20 years old. And I thought at the time my mother was going to kill me. And she probably was right. And to this day, she probably still was right that I should have done that because I'd be retired by now with a, a nice big pension. But uh, what an idiot. Yeah. But uh, I said to chose to, to chase racing dreams and, and make those come true. But I, uh, yeah, if I didn't have the racing, I'd probably be working on the Long Island Railroad right now. Interesting. <clears throat> TJ. Boy, I don't. I'm not even sure where I would be because racing has been my life the entire time. I I would say the love I've had for like sports and football, maybe, um, maybe something along them lines or or something. You definitely look like a wide receiver in the NFL. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Hey, how about that? How about that running back for the Falcons? You seen him? Have you seen him? Look up. I'm telling you, this dude's like five, four or something. Really? Yeah. He's tight. looks like, I literally never like see him behind the offense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you would never see this guy. But uh, you know, not obviously not playing the sport. Well, my first love in my life was dancing. Oh, and, clogging. And I and I well, I did hip hop. So my goal was <laughs> to be a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. Uh, didn't work Janet out. Jack. I'm a, have I Freddie told that Jackson. story on here? So, I don't think you have. So we're in uh, Loudon. Me and Brett stood next to each other in Loudon, and this is going back years ago. Bubba was running Xfinity, and. Uh, where we were going to Chicago we were in practice. somewhere. Yeah. It's practice. We're going to Chicago next week. And Brett gets on his phone and he's like, he starts slapping me in the arm. He's like, yo, Janet Jackson's in Chicago next week when we're there. We got to go. And I said, fuck, I don't care about J- Janet Jackson. Like, what the hell? He's like, Janet Jackson? You talking about Janet Jackson? 
And now he starts screaming at me for the next 10 minutes about Janet Jackson. Well, at the same time, <laughs> Bubba is going to come out of the garage to make a, a run and practice. So but Numbnuts is over here screaming at me about Janet Jackson. And Bubba's coming out of the garage, so I just key up. I go, all right, our hole is over here behind so-and-so. All right, you can roll, take off, get and when I unkey the button, Bubba goes, who is talking about Janet Jackson up there? Because <laughs> he just hears Brett in the background as I'm keyed up going, Janet f- Jackson, Janet Jackson. You don't want to go see Janet Jackson. So it went on for I love like, Janet Jackson. And Bubba could hear it. It was it was. So now I, that's how I know. But Brett's love for Janet Jackson. I was wrong, real. Brett. It wasn't the Falcons. It's your team. Oh, watch the Cox. Look at it. Look. Cowboy's got that little bit of gas. Look at that. He's going to get killed. He's an eighth like grader Bodie. out there. 5'5". Five, five. Wow. He looks like Bodie. Five, what five. about you, Casey? I'm, I'd love to know what your, well, uh, like your skill set is. Are there, yeah. are what there is your videos skill set? of you dancing? Oh, yeah. A thousand tons. of them. Please yeah. share. This I've taught Bodie how to clog since he's been homesick for two weeks. Oh. Um, so he's now going to be my little clogging buddy. Well, oh. What about you? Uh, Something I, fashion? I actually danced growing up, too. Do oh. I look like I'm in fashion? Oh. What kind of dancer are you going to be? Yeah, that's... I, I did hip hop as well. So nice. Yeah. I'm glad that I made it to where I am today. Let's just say that. Good work. Let's move on to <laughs> what an idiot. What an idiot. All right, listen, listen. I have something proposed to everybody here. I'm going to put it on the table and we can vote on it. Okay. Um, can we vote? Like, we can vote. We can vote. We actually vote twice. Okay. If you like. Um, I vote. We have never done this in previous years. I suggest in the first time in DBC history, we have a unanimous wooden idiot. Idiots. Idiots. <clears throat> and I sure. propose that the four idiots that did not vote for Jimmy Johnson, not once, but twice on their ballot. They win our first ever unanimous Wooden Idiot Award. How ironic it's unanimous. <laughs> Is everybody... Uh, Here, here's my vote? favorite Here's my favorite part of this whole thing, though, Freddie, and I agree with you, obviously. Um, Denny Hamlin and others have spoke out and said they should be kicked off the panel. What if one of them is Richard Petty? What if Richard Petty didn't want Jimmy Johnson to be a unanimous Hall of Famer? For whatever reason, maybe he doesn't respect how he won his championships. Maybe he doesn't love him right now because he was forced out of Legacy Motor Club. Let's just throw this out there. Like, what if it's Richard Petty? Are we still going to say he can't vote anymore? No. Just throwing that out there. But that's the only thing that makes sense to me is there's the, the four people that didn't vote for him. I wish to God we could figure out who they are. But... <laughs> You can't. Somebody knows. Oh, sure. Because you have to write your name and you have to sign this thing. And Steve Phelps and Ben Kennedy and others of that nature. So there has to be some kind of an axe to grind, right? Because that's the only way you would not like, you know, I think that is this true that the previous year's champion gets a vote? I think yeah. so. I read that. Yeah. Legano so like, did, Joey did, did, Joey, did Joey get wrecked by Jimmy somewhere? And he said, you know what? Like, I'm going to screw this guy out of his unanimous vote. And it just turned out three other people did as also. But the thing that gets me, like, if you only had one vote, say, you know, and you're a huge Harry Gant fan. You're not supposed to be a fan in this vote, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, in your mind, like, if you or not, I shouldn't say fan. If you just determine, you think Harry Gant should be the next guy in the Hall of Fame 
That's my vote. Okay, that's great. But you still got another you vote. You still got a second vote. <laughs> like, so not only did you pass up on Jimmy Johnson, but you passed up on him twice. And I'm going to tell you, and people are going to disagree with me, I would not have voted Chad Knauss in on the first ballot. I agree with you. Because I think that he's done a lot less for the sport than guys like Ricky Rudd have. I mean, again, I can tell my reasoning as to why I wouldn't vote him in. Now, do I think he was the third or fourth best guy on the ballot? Yeah, I do. Do I think he's ahead of Larry Phillips and some of the other guys are on the ballot? Absolutely. But he's not going to be my first ballot guy. Jimmy Johnson is going to be a first ballot guy every single time. You cannot rationalize to me why he's not a first ballot unanimous Hall of Fame pick. He won more races. He won as many races in, a, in one year as Clint Boyer, Sterling Marlin, Donnie Allison. He won 10 races. They won 10 their entire career. And one of them won the Hall of Fame. And there's a good chance more may. But I don't know, man. The credentials here are insane to have. He won seven championships, five in a row, 83 races, ranked six all-time on the win list. How are you not the guy? You're never – there's no argument against it. Like, there's, like, it's, there like I said, there's, there's just somebody with an ax to grind or somebody – you know, you see this all the time. It's like somebody doesn't believe that somebody should be unanimous or one person. And you know, like you feel like going into it, you're like, you know, there's always going to be that one person that doesn't – you know, conform to what everybody else is doing, and it's 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 idiotic, and that's why you're going to win this this year, and this maybe the only time in history that we have a unanimous one idiot. I just don't know why you cannot vote for him and then not have the balls to say why I didn't vote for him, and here's why. Yeah, because if you can't do that, you that's why you don't deserve to be on a panel, in my opinion. But anyway, I, all right, I'll go with it. How'd you like my Richard Petty? I'm, I'm in. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You, my, that you can have my wood and unanimous. For that. I'll yeah, get, we get everybody's everybody in the room. Everybody in the room agree. I'm good with it. Everybody, yep. Supported. I got a bunch of nods. So, uh, unanimous. Congratulations. Everyone say aye. Congratulations to the <clears throat> voting, the four voters for winning the unanimous wooden idiot award. All right, now on to the most important part. You win again? No. Who's picking? Who are you picking? Casey won. Casey won to my last. I was probably last because I had. Byron. I finished second. Well, I had a really fast car, but he didn't finish well, so I'll start off with A.J. Allmendinger. Oh, all right. But I go first, bud. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Believe it or not, I snuck behind you. You finished worse than me. But believe it or not, I snuck behind you. How? But he's already used Allmendinger, so you can have him. I will take. I have been the kiss of death this year for just about everybody. So I will take Michael McDowell. <laughs> oh, all right then. AJ Allmendinger for me again. Yep, I'll take uh, Shane Van Gins- Ginsbergen. Gisbergen. Gisbergen. Don't you? That guy's gonna call you and I, chew you out no, if you I don't get how, his name. I right. know how to say it. The Giz. The Giz. <laughs> <laughs> who did he tell you oh, to take Casey? Casey? What? <laughs> who told <laughs> you to take Tyler Reddick? Got that right. I'm the only one with him. One with him left. Oh, if he I so if he wrecks, he's Tyler gonna blame. So you. Tyler told her no. to take himself. No, I think oh. it's funny that you pick him. At the, that's good. You're locked in at Tyler. So that's, I definitely would have saved him for a place where we got speed next week. But good move. I was going to take McDowell. I'm just proud that I'm doing better McDowell's than I gonna, did last year. He's got to perform. Yeah, he's got to finish good. Yeah, and he'll, he'll drive through somebody to get but some points. But does he have to go for points? Yeah. But there's, no, but there's no stage know, breaks. He's going to be all take and no give. Yeah. There's no stage breaks to lose your track position. Turn now, one. So. CJ said they moved the start finish line. They no, not, it's not start finish line. It's the restart, the restart zone. zone. Oh, they move the restart yes. zone. Yes. Forward or backward? Backwards. Toward, Back to the corner. Like in the middle. Like, so we'll be going even faster when we get down there. Uh, but we should be split up a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Speed, we're, they just need separation. Mm-hmm. Where do so. you see where it's at at the, ro- the Roval? Really? 
What was wrong with the Roval? Turn one, same thing. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but the reason, but like, they're coming out of a chicane right there, though. That's where the that's where the restart zone is in the chicane. Hell yeah, let's <laughs> do it. So it's. Well, Are we going to be able to skip uh, turn one like we did last year with Denny and Ross? Stop and go. There? I'll let you know. Stop and go this year, but it's probably still faster. I huh. I would hope that they would. What they need to do is build a little obstacle course. Go with a jump. To get with a jump, joker lane. But no, I'm serious. Like, put some there that they got to go around. They can't just blow through straight, hang a right, and keep digging. Like, make some barriers or something. Uh, Slow that down. So, uh, so I assume, Brett, you're coming to uh, Indy this I week. I heard you're uh, – I got bad news for you, buddy. What is it? My birthday is this weekend. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, hey, good news is we're going to Indy and we're not being called to the hauler. <laughs> yeah. Last year, I, or I was 21, I think, that I spent my birthday in the, the NASCAR hauler. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, we'll see. I just got to uh, – my personal goals is get through there clean and hopefully get a good finish and, and keep our little buffer built up. But uh, what do you got going on out there? Anything, man? Like? I got a couple of events out there. Uh, but a couple, before we before we cut out of here, shout out to Carson Osvar coming on last week. I hate you weren't here for that because I needed some help asking him tough questions. You know, TJ can be a hostage negotiator. I just liked times. when you asked Carson questions and TJ answered them. That was my favorite part of <laughs> the show. That was your favorite part of the yeah. show. Then another shout out to a former DBC guest, Jesse Love. Six wins on the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, Jesse, next was it next on stage? Jesse, Jesse Love. Uh, so yeah. with that, I Jesse's think we got to get out of here. Good job. Uh, one thing I did want to mention: um, congrats to my buddy Ryan Priest and his wife Heather. They had their baby girl Saturday night, nice. uh, Rebecca. So congrats to them. I got some some cool little pictures of her last night. Saturday night. I think it was the Saturday night before the race. Or, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tough deal. Wow. So I think it was Saturday. It might have been Sunday night. I can't remember. Um, and then we did get another bottle of the most awful liquor I've ever put in my mouth. That Malort there from um, uh, our buddy Michael, who had he was actually the one you've probably seen it all weekend. The he had a big DBC flag mounted on his uh, bus, and uh, we parked down there and turned one for the escape plan. And I just had to park right in front of his bus, and so he came out. We we had he had a big DBC car I signed for him. And uh, he traded out a bottle of Malort, which he said, enjoy. And I promised him that I would not because nobody in their life has ever enjoyed a sip of that shit, whatever that is. But, uh, yeah, looking forward again. Thank you, everybody, for uh, your support last week. Um, we really appreciate it. My family could not believe how much support we got. Thinking, I said, I don't realize you guys realize we have millions of listeners. And uh, they all came out in droves last week. So I appreciate that. And with that, we're out. And uh, we'll see you this weekend at Indy. Oh. Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.